You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We just finished talking about the fifth Mishnah in the 10th chapter, and we were talking about Hallel. We're going to say Hallel while we're eating the Korban Pesach. We're actually going to sing, the priests are going to sing Hallel, by the way, while they're slaughtering the Korban Pesach. Hallel is an absolutely critical part of everything to do with Sadamite. It's the original time when we sang Hallel. And so the Mishnah, but of course we don't want the kids just to go to sleep. We need to feed the kids. We need to sing Hallel, but we need to feed the kids too. So the Mishnah is going to ask, and we're picking up in the sixth Mishnah of the um, of the tenth chapter, at Heichan Huomer, how much Hallel do we sing? Because if we sing the whole Hallel, well, Beit Shammai certainly are going to say, if we sing the whole Hallel, the kids are going to lose interest. Beit Shammai Omrim, Ad Eim Habanim Smecha. Moshivia Kerit Habayit, Eim Habanim Smecha. That's the end of the first psalm, the first Tehillah. So Beit Shammai say, look, we don't want the kids to drift off. We're going to stop saying Hallel at the end of the first Tehillah. And then we can say the rest after the meal. Beit Shammai run really, really short and strict. And Beit Hillel say, Uveit Hillel Omrim, Ad chalamish l'mayin o'mayin, vechotem bigula. We're going to say Hallel until flint into a fountain of waters. That's the end of the second Tehillah. But Sait Israel mimitzrayim, when Israel went out of Egypt, Beit Hillel saying, Hey guys, sure we need to stop saying Hallel for the sake of the kids, but we can't stop until we've said something about leaving Egypt. And leaving Egypt is the second Tehillah in Hallel, but Sait Israel meets rhyme. And Vechotem Bigula, and we conclude the blessing with redemption. Well, Rabbi Tarfon's going to try and explain what that is, but I just I might just mention, by the way, that. We've already covered in the Mishnah the story of uh, um, of Rabban Gamliel, who used to say, look, there are three things you've got to mention. And uh, if we just shoot up a little bit above that, we covered in the Mishnah the fact that we're going to drush from my father was a wandering Aramean. And we've covered the fact that the children are going to, uh, or the son is going to ask. And I want to, I can't help pointing out that the word Haggadah means telling. Haggadah means telling. It's not a history book. If we want to look at the history of the of the leaving Egypt, we can just look in the book of Shemot for that. The Haggadah is not a history book. It's a telling book. It's a book about how people told the story. And Rabban Gamliel's got his way of telling the story. There are three things you've got to do. And the drush on Arami or Vedavi, on a wandering Aramean was my father. That's another way of telling the story. But I can't help pointing out that this Tehillah, that Beit Hillel demand that we say before the meal, that's another way of telling the story. But Sait Yisrael meets rhyme. That's how, let's say, King David told, wrote the book of Psalms. That's how King David told the story. The word Haggadah means telling. And if we look at the Haggadah, look at today's Haggadah, you'll see 
that it is a collection of tellings. It's a collection of how different people have told a story, whether it's the five rabbis sitting up all night or whatever. You'll see the Haggadah is a collection of tellings of how the story, how the story has been told at different times. And one of the ways it's told is this Tehillah Batseit Yisrael Mitzrayim. And then Beit Hillel says, We need to, the Chatima, the Chotem literally means to seal. And the sealing of a Baracha is the bit at the end where we say, Baruch Hashem, whatever it is. In this case, Ga'al Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, Ga'al Yisrael. That's the Chatima, the sealing of the blessing. So what, what's this going to be? What's the Chatima going to be for this blessing? Rabbi Tafan Omer, Asher Ga'alanu Begala, Tainu Mitzrayim. Rabbi Tarfon says, who redeemed us and redeemed our fathers from Egypt. He doesn't use the, the final expression, Baruch Hashem. And Rabbi Akiva disagrees. Rabbi Akiva, Omer, and of course, Rabbi Akiva is into redemption in a big way, right? Rabbi Akiva is going to be one of the leaders of the revolt against the Romans. And he is going to be killed for that leadership. Rabbi Akiva, Omer, Cain Hashem Eloheinu Veloteinu Yegienu Lemoadim Velaregalim Acherim Habaim Likratenu Shalom. So may the Lord our God and God of our fathers bring us to other appointed times and festivals which come uh, come towards us for peace, rejoicing in the rebuilding of your city and glad in your service, and there will eat of the sacrifices and the Pesachim. Ad Baruch Hashem Gaal Yisrael until blessed are you who has redeemed Israel. And of course, if you look at today's Haggadah, you'll see, by the way, we, I mean, we try to make compromises and actually we bring in the language of both of these, both of these rabbis. So we begin with the language of Rabbi Tarfon, who, by the way, did see the temple. Rabbi Tarfon was a priest and in his youth, the temple still stood. So he has a recollection. Um, but we start with the language of Rabbi Tarfon and then we go on to that language of Rabbi Akiva. And if you look at the Haggadah next time, you look at it, you'll recognize, you'll, you'll see that there. And then um, we're going to eat the meal. We're going to eat the meal. And interesting that the Mishnah doesn't have much to say about the meal, actually. Maybe it assumes we know how to eat the meal. And it goes straight on to say, They pour him a third cup and he makes the bracha over the meal. So we're not actually saying anything about the meal. And, the, you know, the ritual about the one matzah, the two matzahs, the maror, it's, 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 I mean, it, it takes a lot of space in the rubric in the Haggadah, but it's not mentioned in the Mishnah at all. The Mishnah goes straight onto the third cup. And I guess we began by observing that this chapter of um, Mishnah is structured around wine. And actually, we began, of course, the whole Masechet with wine. And we really are, the, the, way the, the, the way that the Mishnah looks at the Seder is really focused on wine. It's focused on the cups. So, Mazgulo Koshlishi, they pour him the third cup, he blesses over his meal. Revi'i Gomeralav So, a fourth cup. Revi'i is going to be the fourth cup. Revi'i gomer alav et halel ve'omer alav birkat hashir. A fourth. He concludes the halel with it and recites over it the blessing of the song. Bein hakasot halalu im rotzeh lishtot yishte bein shlishi lirevi lo yishte. Between these cups, this must be between the second and the third cup, 
or if he wants to drink, he can drink. But between the third and the fourth, we don't drink. We don't drink, if you like, during the halal. And there's an idea in the commentators that we don't want to get drunk. We don't want to get too drunk at this point in the Seder because we need to finish the halal. We don't want to go off to sleep. But there has to be a question now. What is the blessing of the song? That Mishnah. Rivi'i gomer alavit halel ve'omer alav birkat hashir. The fourth, we conclude the halal with it and we recite over it the blessing of the song. So what is that blessing? What's the blessing of the song? Let's have a look in the Gemara to explain the blessing of the song. We're going to turn, we're still going to fast forward in the Gemara. Actually, I'm, I'm, bringing you, I'm bringing you here, by the way, the Munich manuscript. Because, well, as we'll see as we look at the Munich manuscript, our, our printed edition, which is the Vilna edition, has really been changed to follow Rashi. But the text in the Munich manuscript is clearly the one that the Rambam has and the Rif has and the Rosh has. All the ancient witnesses have the same text as we see in the Munich manuscript. So that's the one which I'm bringing you today just for just for this class. And maybe, I mean, it's a very interesting text, actually, worth, you know, worth printing out and bringing to the Seder. Let's begin. The Gemara is going to begin just by re-quoting our Mishnah. A fourth, he concludes the halal with it and he recites over it the blessing of the song. And the Gemara asks, My, Birkat Hashir, what is this blessing of the song? Rav Yehuda Amar, Yehalucha Hashem Eloheinu. So Rav Yehuda said, Yehalucha Hashem Eloheinu, they shall praise you, Lord our God. That's the bracha that we always say after halal. And you can see it printed in the Sidur after Halal, and it's printed in the Haggadah too. That's the classic bracha after Halal. That's Rabbi Huda. The Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Nishmat Kolchai. Rabbi Yochanan says, Nishmat Kolchai. That's the poem at the end of Pusukei de Zimra on Shacharit and festivals. On Shacharit festivals, we say the Tehillim before, um, at the beginning of Shacharit, and then we conclude with Nishmat Kolchai Tvarechet Shimcha Hashem Eloheinu. That's Birkat Hashir for Rabbi Yochanan. And of course, if you go and look at a Haggadah, you'll see again that we are trying to make peace with everybody. So if you go and look at a Haggadah, you know, after, later this evening, you'll see that we do say Nishmat and we say Yehalalucha. So we say them both. We actually, we say Nishmat first and Yehalucha afterwards because Yehalucha is actually the bracha which concludes the, um, it concludes the poetry, right? So we, we have to say Nishmat before Yehalucha. So we, we try to be fair, both Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Huda. But let's carry on in the Gemara. Let's carry on one more little section in the Gemara. We said, Rabbi Gomer Alavid Halel, a fourth, he concludes the Halel. The Gemara here has a fifth, Chamishi, Omer Alav Halel Hagadol. A fifth, this is the fifth cup. He recites over it the great Halel. According to Rabbi Tarfon, Divrei Rabbi Tarfon, V'yesh Omrim, this is Rabbi Tarfon who remembers the Beit Migdash. V'yesh Omrim, and some people say, 
Hashem ro'i lo echsal. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So we have a choice here. Well, we have a number of choices. Uh, we're going to see in a minute that the Rambam says the fifth cup is a matter of choice anyway. But when we pour the fifth cup, we have a choice. We can say over it, Hodu Lashem Kitov. That is actually what is printed in our, in our Haggadot. Hodu Lashem Kitov Kiram Chasto. It's a very, very long Tehillah. It's another re retelling, by the way, of the Exodus from Egypt. If you read carefully through Hodu Lashem Kitov, you'll see it's another telling. Just like Betzeit Yisrael and Mitzrayim is a telling. So it's another telling. Hashem ro'i lo echsar. I don't understand why that is. Maybe because we're generally protect. Maybe this is a, a sort of a telling. Maybe it's another way of telling, you know, we're protected by God. You know, we're protected from the Egyptians. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, I find Hashem ro'i, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I find that slightly more difficult to understand in the context of the Haggadah. But in terms of divine protection, yes, yes maybe it does sense. That it, 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 it does make sense. The Gemara is clearly more interested in the Great Halal because it says then, where do we start reading for the Great Halal? And Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda says, So from give thanks to the Lord until Naharot Bavel is basically the first verse of the next Hillah. So he, Rabbi Yehuda will say the... Um, the whole of the Tehillah, Hodu Lashem Kitov. Rabbi Yochanan will actually start a little bit earlier. Rabbi Yochanan will start from Shir Hamalot, and Rabbi Achaba Yaakov says um, he'll. So he sort of goes halfway through. He starts from the middle of Psalm 135, but he he'll, he'll pick up Hodu Lashem Kitov and then go, go on to right to the end of Hodu Lashem Kitov. I mean, all three of them agree that we say Hodu Lashem Kitov. It's just a question of where they begin. So we've got this idea of the fifth cup, at least in the Vilna, in the Munich manuscript. And remember, we said when we began that for all of each and every four in the Haggadah, there's going to be a hidden fifth. So here's the hidden fifth cup. And the Rosh and the Riff and the Rambam all recognize it, but Rashi disagrees. So if we look at Rashi on our Gemara, the Gemara we've just learned, Hamishi Gomera Love it a Halel Hagadol. Rashi says, Hachiga Sinan. Hachiga Sinan means we use this text, i.e., I'm going to correct the text for you. This is the text we need to use. Hachiga Sinan, Revi Gomera Love it Halel, the Omer Love Halel Hagadol. On the fourth, the fourth cup, we complete Halel and we recite the great Halel. So Rashi rolls everything into one. And that is pretty much the Nusach you'll see in our Haggadot today, that the big Halel, Hodu Lashem Kitov, is sort of all strung together with the ordinary Halel. So we say them both together over the fourth cup. But that's not what the Gemara is saying, by the way. The Gemara is saying, you say Halel over the fourth cup, and then you say the great Halel over the fifth cup. That's what the Gemara is saying. And Tosafot makes this a little bit clearer. Look at Tosafot. Tosafot are essentially Rashi's grandchildren, by the way. So Tosafot will always follow Rashi. So Tosafot say, Revi'i Omer Alav Halel HaGadol. A fourth, he recites over it the great Halel. Revi'i Garsinan Velo Garsinan Chamishi. We use the expression fourth. We don't say fifth. 
So Tosafot and Rashi are correcting the text, but they're correcting it in slightly different ways. They're all saying fourth. Let's have a look at the Rambam. Let's conclude. We're nearly out. Oh gosh, we're out of time. Let's conclude with the Rambam. Because the Rambam is, he is our best and clearest witness. And he he has his own version of the Haggadah, by the way, which he prints. But he is going to explain this whole sequence on the basis of the Mishnah and the Gemara. And he says, Afterwards, he washes his hands and recites grace after meals over a third cup and drinks it. You'll notice that the Mishnah doesn't say drink it. It just says, um, uh, well, it doesn't use the word drink. And then he pours out a fourth cup. And he completes the Hallel, the hallel over it. And he goes according to Ravi Huda. Then he says the blessing of the song. The Rambam makes things clear for us. He's, he, he sort of pulls that. He, he, almost as if he's, he's dissecting the Mishnah and the Gemara. And he's telling us what we need to know. And we don't eat anything else except water through the entire night. And then, and then, and he may mix a fifth cup. And he can recite over it the great Hallel. That is to say, Hodul Hashem Kitov, Ad Al Narot Bavel, the whole of the chapter. This cup is not obligatory, like the other four cups. And he can complete the Hallel wherever he desires, even though it's not in the place of the meal. So if you feel like getting up from the meal and completing the Hallel on the sofa, then that is absolutely fine with the Rambam. He says you don't have to be sitting at the table to complete the Hallel. But absolutely, he says, if you want to drink a fifth cup and over the fifth cup to say the great Hallel, and I guess you would probably say the Niyatzach after that. So you would say the fifth cup and the great Hallel after you finished the fourth cup and the uh, regular Hallel. If you want to do that, it would seem to me that uh, according to the, the Rambam, we can certainly do that. And it's certainly an interesting thing to discuss at the Seder table. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.